Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to episode 115 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Today's episode is about one thing and one thing only, and that's Holly's half. Mine too, but mine is nowhere near as important. We start this conversation the day after the bath half, talking about French school songs and novelty loungewear. But then we're into the meat of it with Holly talking through her nerves, her carb strategy and how she felt on the morning of the race. She was really nervous ahead of the day, but she used all the mental strategies that we've been talking about over the past few weeks. There's a lot to talk about in terms of race days throwing curveballs at us. The weather was warm and that had an impact on our running and our hydration. So there are a lot of learns there, but not least that you have to expect the unexpected. She is so proud of herself, and so she should be, and I am so proud of her. It was my first race after the London Marathon, and it was actually okay. Slightly painful, but okay. It's also time for our big announcement about what we're going to be doing in March 2023, and we'd like to involve you. I was hoping to share a discount code here as you're here on the pod, but we're not quite there yet. Next week, we'll have it for sure, and it's better than I thought. More details to come. And of course, we finish up with some intense Bake Off chat. Have you joined us on Patreon yet? For just a couple of quid, you'll get some lovely patron-only perks, including an exclusive weekly newsletter from me and Holly, full of secrets and swearing and all sorts. We're also now doing monthly live chats over Zoom exclusively for patrons. So join us over there and you can watch us discuss Bake Off in real time. Sign up to Patreon at patreon, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running. 
Well, I really, really <laughs> wanted to kick off today by surprising you with my recovery wear that I've been wearing since the marathon finished, basically. Go. Um, but I, I can't because it's it's really warm. It's warmer than I... It was, it was really warm. We can discuss the heat at length. We can discuss the heat at length. Yeah, yeah, during this pod. But it continues to be warm today and I'm sat right in front of my window and it it was too hot. I thought I might have a have a heat stroke if I if I wore it. But I wanted to show you my Udi. What's an Udi? Oh my goodness, Esther! I need to show it to you. It's <laughs> I might wear it for the live on Thursday. Is there's it's it's like a it's like a blanket that's been turned into a kind of a hoodie. So it's a yeah. blanket with sleeves and a hood. Um, but it's properly fleeced inside like a like a fleecy blanket would be it's so thick it's very heavy and massive and mine mm. is covered and so soft and mine is covered in uh, little smiling avocados <laughs> I need to show it to you I'm I'm really gutted that it's too hot to wear it today I'm definitely gonna try and wear it for the live <laughs> but that's what I've been living in since I finished the half I think I've seen those on like Facebook ads and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly where they yeah. where they live. Yeah, <laughs> and yours should definitely have smiling avocados on it because of it. It that reminds me of the nachos on your pajamas. Yes, it's quite similar. Actually, Ellen. it's very yeah. similar to the nacho pajamas. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> is so cute. So I really wanted to just be wearing it and to get your reaction on the pod, but. We'll do it. We'll do it with the patrons on but Thursday no because let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, let's let's um, before we even dive into yesterday. Oh no no no! We're going to be we'll, we'll we'll be beyond we'll be beyond the um the patrons on Thursday because this is going to be going out next week. So, oh, is it um, okay? So so this is going to be going out. Yeah. So we've got um. So we can't. Oh, even I talk hope the about... patrons enjoyed my Udi. Yes, I'm sure they would. <laughs> <laughs> So, right, so for the benefit of everyone else, this is for us the day after the Bath Half Marathon. Um, and so we indeed. are here to talk about how we did. Well, specifically Holly. Actually. It was so, so nice to do. We haven't done a race together for two and a half years. We haven't. So yeah. it was so, so lovely to do something together. Um yeah should we kick off with kick we, off we started the day I had half a I was a bit nervous the night before um mm. I really really wanted to properly carb load and I was really excited about the idea um of having of having like a huge pizza to myself <laughs> and I could only eat about three or four slices of the pizza before the nerves got the better of me mm. and I I couldn't get anything else down me um and drunk lots of water, made sure that I tried to stay as hydrated as possible. Got pretty good sleep as well. I was really, really nervous the night before. Like, mm. I I don't know quite what it is that gives me race nerves because obviously we all know that I am a, a, an anxious and slightly neurotic person anyway. Um, mm. So I do get I do get wobbly about things, but I think kind of physical things are the things I get the most anxious about in the world I don't, maybe it's not physical it's, I think it's performance I think it's performance anxiety but then I love like, like what so performance in terms of you're you're worried about what people are going to see or you're worried about you I think I'm worried or? about both I think I'm worried about both so maybe it's doing something that I don't feel 
that is in my wheelhouse massively, which is all bollocks and something that we all make up in our heads, what we're good at and what we're not good at. But because mm. I don't get performance anxiety in the traditional sense that I love, you know, when we record, when we do lives with the patrons or when we do like if I've, I've been in when I've been in like plays at school or like done singing stuff, I, I don't mm. get nervous to stand on stage and do something. Um, I get a little bit jittery and excited, but I don't get like I was the night before the half where I'm slightly beside myself. I used to get it for yeah. exams in school the same. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, uni likewise. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's something to do with, yeah, feeling as though there's a lot riding on what you're doing and the performance is more in an area that you're not necessarily sure you're going to nail and... I'm not quite yeah. sure how to, but yeah, there's there's something yeah. there about performance I used, anxiety. I because I, I think I get exactly the same, and I I would always be able to pinpoint the two times in my life, and this is my, my um, in my teenager life where I had it the absolute worst, mm. and I've had it since then. But I can always think back to its driving test and French oral exam. <laughs> I remember yeah. those two particularly, and that'd be at GCSE. I remember those two particularly being the most nervous I've ever been before anything. And so, yeah, yeah my feeling before marathons is the same, exactly the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, cool. that's exactly it. Kelly mm. Ladat de ton anniversaire. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the, the energy. Best song. I love I that. I know song. it is the best song. <laughs> it is the best song. No one else I don't know whether that song. How do I you know, know that, that song? song? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we had a, my French teacher in primary school was French. Yeah, I don't know whether that helps piecing it yes, together. Yes, mine too. Was, so okay, you, so you maybe had it's a classic Kelly actual French. The ton anniversary. Jean Vier, February. Yeah, yeah. Then it went I'm mental. No, it was an absolute classic. I'm with you on this. Monsieur Durkin was the name of our French teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's like a French maybe 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 French <laughs> teachers training to go and be you know. Uh, I should ask my nieces. I'm, I'm going to ask them and yeah. see if they know Kelly Ladat. See if it's a French chart topper, and that's why not everybody <laughs> knows why. it. But if you're lucky enough to have a French teacher who is actually French, of course yeah, you they've heard know. of Kelly Ladat yeah. on anniversary. <laughs> Such a hit. Such a hit. <laughs> So French oral right. exams, it's all of those. Yeah, it's the same oh, energy yeah. that I was really, really nervous the <laughs> night before. I kept trying to distract myself and tell myself that there was nothing that I could do now apart from relax. But that's much easier said than done, isn't it? But mm -hmm. I did eventually get to sleep. And once I was asleep, I was asleep and I slept really well, thank goodness. So um, I probably got about seven and a half, eight hours, which I think is pretty good the night before good. half. Pretty good, um, yeah. And then got up, had a piece of toast, came at, and a cup of tea, um, mm -hmm. got very nervous and I'd put all of the stuff I was going to wear out the night before oh, good and God. thought, I know, and thought, oh, I'm so clever and I'm so organized. And then <laughs> I looked out of the window and I saw that it was really sunny and I panicked because I'd got a long sleeve kind of base layer for underneath my you know, the kind of charity vest you have to wear. And that is a thing to discuss here. When you're running for a charity and they send you a vest, yeah, they only send it to you like a couple of weeks in advance. I guess I could have taken it out, but it's not really the done thing, is it? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't practice in my stroke vest. And actually that is, you know, I was really frightened when I 
woke up in the morning and I thought I'm going to get I haven't even considered but I've not worn a vest all the way through my running training I'm going to get chafe under my armpits if I Mm. if I if I wear this with nothing underneath and I'd been planning to wear a base layer under it that I had practiced in but then it was too warm so that was all I had a bit of a faff about that and I faffed about sports bras because I was going to wear my Mary bra and then at the very last minute I panicked about again about chafing because I'd only practiced wearing my Mary bra underneath base layers anyway it's so dull but I I faffed and faffed and Doug got really fed up with me taking on things and putting off things again and I was all over the shop I think it's a big and real thing and it's a it's a massive fear because it feels like every big race I've had, every time I've looked out the window on the morning of the race, it's not been the weather, even though I've checked the weather and checked the weather and checked the weather, it's not been the weather I've expected. Yeah. So I've always been wrong footed in terms of, so I, I think what I'm going to try and do from now on mm. is to, is to have sort of two ish outfits in in prep you know rather That's than a good idea. One. because I just I think like like when we were just talking about um we weren't actually I was talking to a neighbor but I was talking to a neighbor about the last time the bath half was on when it absolutely pissed down and we were unprepared for that yeah and, 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 and it, it's always the case isn't it because you're because marathon and half marathon season is spring or, or autumn you're always wrong-footed because you've trained either in loads and loads of cold stuff, let's say loads of long sleeves and mm-hmm. you know long leggings and things before a, like a, a March or April thing, or you've been training in shorts and then, well, I wouldn't, but you know, some people would have. Yeah, um, exactly. There the were sleeves, loads so. of people in shorts and stuff yesterday, which actually turned out to be the best shout in the end. But totally. yeah, I completely agree. The, at the beginning of this training session, like season, I'm going to call it a season. Let's do it. I'm, I'm someone who I has did. training seasons. You did <laughs> you call are. it a season. Um, I did yesterday. I was like, I, I reached the end of my that. training block. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, at the beginning oh. of said training block, I was running in like cycling <laughs> shorts. And I don't think I yeah. ever wore a vest just because vests are not really my thing. But t-shirts mm. and cycling yes. shorts. And then for my last long run last weekend, I think I ran in, yeah, full like long sleeve base layer and and because it was October by that point. So Mm. it's, yeah, I completely agree. And I was expecting it to be, when I looked at the weather forecast, I thought it was going to be like crisp and and a bit cold, but sunny. And actually it was bloody boiling, wasn't it? And it was boiling. It was really, really warm. And it's global warming for you. I thought that a couple of times around the course. I thought, God, that's global warming for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so. I can't believe it was October and it was so warm. It was incredibly warm. It was incredibly warm, and um, I was completely overdressed. I thought you had chosen mm. really well. I had chosen really badly, and it's partly did to look toasty. But I, I don't. Toasty. I think also yeah. you were wearing te- lots of technical fabrics. You weren't wearing like stuff well, that was going to soak everything in. Or tell half me, my maybe pants. Pants oh, were yeah. bad choice, um, but but I think it was because it, boringly I'd been out early on in the morning when it was colder, and mm. and I was wearing my running stuff then anyway, and I was like, right, it's cold. I'm gonna, you know, and I'm I'm so scared of the cold because I get cold so quickly. So that was one thing, and then the other thing is I my, I live in a very cold house, so yeah. I was just unprepared. Yeah, and even but within like five minutes of walking to to Runners Village, so it was about fifteen twenty minutes away from my house. And as I was walking along, yeah, I was literally five minutes into it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, bollocks!" 
I should have just packed a short sleeve in mm. my bag to change into. But I did um, feel for you a bit because you did you were you were a bit stuck with the long sleeves at that point. Totally. But I just yeah. thought cock it. It's all right, I'll cope. And mm-hmm. I and I did. It was fine. It was fine. So anyway, so there you are in yeah. a slightly different kind because you you've got your vest over the top of a short sleeve. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. I loved your I leggings. Actually, thank you. Really They're my Provis leggings. They're so comfy. They are oh because we are super super lucky that we get to wear um because we get to test lots of kit that I've got some lovely leggings that I love to bits that are probably much more you know uh, high end and and fancy. Um, mm. But those Provis ones, well, I don't know. I think Provis is probably quite a decent, you know, brand. That's probably slightly, brand, yeah. slightly, yeah. yeah. But they are just a bit of an old. Maybe that maybe they're not as kind of like trendy as as having, yeah, lovely, gorgeous, sweaty Betty leggings or something. But mm-hmm. I just find them like a really nice, old, reliable because they've got a they've got a great thick waistband. Yeah. Um, that I did then have to roll down when we went to the pub afterwards but for the run it was perfect um really good thick waistband but they're not they don't rub or anything they're just really really comfy I love them they're they're so cozy so I wore that I I got dressed I got sorted I got my um my race number on and everything I did a last minute I wasn't going to bring anything I was just going to go straight down because I was really lucky that I live you know two minutes maybe from where the race village was yeah that's great so yeah. yeah it was really really nice location for me so I was gonna just go down in my kit and maybe give Doug a jumper or something for afterwards but um I I'm glad I did this at the last minute I kind of decided that actually I did maybe want a few things with me in the race village so I bought water I brought a banana just in case that I didn't actually because mm-hmm. I was too nervous um I brought a jumper in case I did want to stick it over the top if I was a bit chilly beforehand. Um, and I also put deodorant in there so that I could go straight to the pub. Nice. I know. Ahead. I thought that that was quite a nice top tip that probably everybody else in the living world has already discovered. But I thought I felt smug. I thought I was being quite clever. That's- yeah, yeah, because, do you know, and I have that thing, like, when I come back from a big, long run, I have said to Dave, it was quite recently, actually, I said to him, um, I said, well, I'd, uh, in the context of another thing, and we were talking about sweat and smelling and all this mm-hmm. sort of thing, and I said, well, I don't, I don't smell, do I, when I come back from a run, because it's all kind of fresh sweat, it's all just kind of blah, 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 you know, it's just, whatever, I don't smell, do I? And there was, like, a long and studded pause. Oh, a poignant, and it was a pregnant like, pause. A pregnant <laughs> <laughs> anyway apparently I stink so it's kind of yeah oh I think I stunk <laughs> when before it even started running because I was sweating with nerves so much nerve sweat. so nerve sweat yes absolutely yeah, that, that smells that, that hums yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells of fear doesn't it so yeah well then I found you and we were both smelling of fear together <laughs> We were. We were. It's like eating garlic together. So there was no, it's fine. Yeah, so it it was fine. There was no judgment. Um, (laughs) So me and Esther and my friend Lex, who was also running, hung out in the race village for a little bit, friend of the pod, friend of the pod. pod. We did, um, Lex and I did the warm up, which I I think I'm glad I did. Yeah, while Esther was weeing. I think I'm glad that I did it, but I did have a slight panic. I'm just, I'm such a creature of habit and I get re- I want to know that things are going to go. And, and actually it works really well for running, doesn't it? It's, it's nice to feel like you've done a dress rehearsal and you've done things almost exactly as obviously with the exception of the distance itself, which most of us don't actually 
do in preparation for the race it's Mm. nice to know that you've done almost everything else you've eaten what you're going to eat for breakfast on race day you've worn what you're going to wear and so usually my warm-up is just you know doing a bit of a John Cleese walk and stretching a bit Mm. as I walk down to where I'll start running but suddenly there was this woman in front of me playing Lizzo and making (laughs) me do high kicks and stuff and I panicked (laughs) a little bit that I was going to I don't know, pull something or knacker myself out before, out. Yeah, yeah. before I'd even started. But I think I'm actually quite glad that I did that because it got some nerves away, even if it, you know, because yeah. there was probably another 20 minutes between that and when I actually started running. So I don't That's know it. if it really did anything, but it did. Well, I wish I'd done it because it did energy. look really good fun. It looked, it it looked fun. lovely. And I'd, I'd gone for a wee and I bought myself an espresso and then I was just sort of standing there watching everyone else kind of limber up. And then I thought, well, actually, I wish I was doing it. But I had that thing. I had the same feeling as you. I had exactly the same thing, mm. which was I was looking at my watch and I just thought, I'm not running now for, because I'd actually got my times wrong, hadn't I? I thought that I was starting 20 minutes earlier than I yes, was. Yes, you did. Esther thought she was an elite, not out of <laughs> yeah. any sort of, you know, she she wasn't being incredibly arrogant there or anything. <laughs> Though you are an elite I, in my I, eyes. I, but yeah, I just it was read just... The email. I hadn't yeah. read the email. So it that's was what all, I was, was going to say, maybe this is a bit unfair on the race. It wasn't, it wasn't confusing. I think it was just that we are so used to it being our local race and mm. there being a certain way that it's done. And this year it was all different. So the race village was in a different place. The route was different. The timings were slightly yeah. different. And it was, I swear there were fewer start times and fewer pens. So yes, I think so. I think so. I think yeah. there were fewer runners. I think there were fewer runners. I think there were fewer that, runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which I'd brings be... me on to Dude. the fact yeah. that did you, well, you probably didn't because, so Esther started in the middle wave. Um, I started in the last wave um, mm. and it was all fine, kicked off fine. Um, but even in miles kind of one and two, where I felt like I was, I was strong and I was, pacing myself well I felt really anxious I really had to say that mantra to myself over and over again of this is my race that you say Mm. because I was really nervous that I was going to be the last person because because I was in the final wave and I was kind of halfway through that final wave kind of a little bit further back um yeah there was it, it felt for those first couple of miles like it was me and then like a few people dressed as dinosaurs behind me. My God, I had that. I was really anxious about it with you. I was like, why is there nobody behind me? I don't want to be last. I I think, um, I think, so I thought that whole thing was actually organized really nicely. I loved the runner's village Mm -hmm. and I thought the timings of things were really nice, but I think because maybe they were um, over ambitious with the amount of, of, you know, hoping that they would get a few thousand more people on the day or whatever. I think that actually they could have reduced the times between the start waves. I agree. And and that would have made it feel less because definitely, so I was, um, me and Lex were towards the back of like the green wave yeah, and um, definitely had the experience of you know, like when you're running along and someone suddenly, you know, uh, um, uh, someone that's watching will, will will kind of scoot across the road or whatever. That yeah. happened a lot with me. Yeah, me so too. I knew, it, I knew it was thinning out where I was. Um, so it did. It really felt like there was no one. And then, and then when you went up Great Pulteney Street and went back round again, so that you know you'd see runners that were kind of half a mile behind you, perhaps. 
They, yeah. it, there was no one there. There was no one there. Me too. It was really, really <laughs> scary. There was nobody there when I came yeah. back. Well, that was where I saw like one guy dressed as a dinosaur and like a couple of people who were walking it who'd obviously decided, yeah. you know, who were just going to walk the race. Um, yeah. And then there was like, then there was the car, you know, like the last car that pulled yeah. that brings up. And I was like, what? There's no, there was no, it felt like there was nobody behind me. And what, you know, at the end of the day, our lovely friend of the pod and friend of the mag and friend of the of the brand generally, Lisa Jackson, I'm sure yeah. would be slapping us on our wrists for this because you know what is coming last in a race anyway. It's it's as mm. as Esther's mantra would say, it is your race. It's it's it not race. anybody else's, and no. you wouldn't if you're doing a training run and you're really happy with your time technically I guess you have come last and you wouldn't be like oh I'm so gutted I'm I've come last because you're running on your own it's your thing but and and I was happy with my time and I was happy with but there was something that did slightly throw me about the slight lack of people there that I was a bit upset that it made me feel a little bit less chuffed with myself on the way around as I felt like I should have felt did you did you have that more often than just that time? Because I had it, I definitely had it there at that mm. point, especially coming going back down to like the Lowbrister Road. I had it there where there was no one on the other side of the road. Yeah. Um, but then it began to even out as as we sort of circled yeah, around. Yeah, I think it did, did kind of even out as we sort. Yeah, I don't think I noticed yeah. it too much anymore. Um, it does feel like there are a lot of people overtaking you, and you have to remember that. Yeah. It's everybody's own race. It's everybody's own race. Like you don't know what their situation is. That they could be walk running. They could have a different strategy. They could be faster, and that's okay. And there's, I did have to remind myself of that quite a lot because, on so even though yeah, it did even out, and it didn't feel like there was no one behind me forever. Mm -hmm. I did keep worrying because I didn't want to look behind me because I wanted to just focus on what I was doing. But I did keep worrying about the lack of people I'd seen behind me. And yeah. thinking, oh my goodness, so many people are taking me over. Is there just going to be nobody left and just me running yeah. at the end? Um, but everybody's got a different strategy. You know, I plodded, plodded, plodded. There was kind of mile 10, 11. I don't think I could possibly have run any slower if I swear I was running as slowly as some people were walking. But I knew that I really, really wanted to run the whole thing. And that was really important to me. And other people might be running quicker because then they're planning to walk a little bit later on. Or, you know, you yeah. don't know what yeah. different people's strategies are. Let's, but let, I was, me, mm. let me ask you, because I've got a question, because... Um, so because we haven't even we haven't even got to the end of this race yet have we we're still you're still running let's that's, yes, that's where I'm we are right running. now let's go back but, to kind of you know, I ha- what mild, I have to say mm. yeah let, let, well let's do that but what I want to say is because the thing that because um without wanting to give the game away I was so incredibly proud of you because you did everything that you wanted to do and I was um astonished by one big thing about it is that, is that you ran with no watch so I you did run with no watch no I ran watch to feel so, yeah so you I did have Strava that I kept in my pocket that I double checked about twice just to see how my pacing was going right okay because mm. I did I did think to myself like how how do you know how can you because I was just saying to you oh just go slow just go slow at the beginning kind mm-hmm. of thing but I know it's very, very difficult to go slow because it starts on a downhill, doesn't it? And and it was like, it's quite difficult not to kind of hair off a bit. 
Um, but I was just wondering how that was for you. No, no watch, no kind of pace, really. No, I think I just, I confidently went with, I also did the classic thing that, that, that we were talking about with a race where you pick a pacer. Um, and oh, I yeah. picked a nice girl called Amy. Shout out to her if she listens. I have no idea. I, I don't know who she is, <laughs> but she was running for, I think it was like the NSPCC or something. And she had her name mm. on the back of her shirt. And so I just Useful. clocked on to Amy for the for the first maybe kind of like five or six miles. And then um, I think either she pulled ahead or I pulled ahead. I'm not sure we lost each other Um on about kind of mile seven, which is kind of the first loop, really, isn't it? Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and um, then, then I didn't really have a pace for the rest of the time. But then that's when my time started to get a little bit less consistent. Oh, so if you um, if you recheck your times afterwards to have a look at your splits, yeah, I've like had that. a look. So for for my splits, yeah, I I really wanted to push myself and run like ten thirty kind of miles for as much of it as I could yeah and I did manage to do that for the first seven or eight let me have a quick look sorry get my Strava up um so yeah I managed to do that for the first seven mile eight was where I started to veer into the 11 minute miles yeah um and I knew that was going to be tough that was when I did my first like had my first person it was actually the podcast listeners that were my first people that I was thinking about to really keep me motivated nice. and then from then I started to dip a little bit more and I was kind of like between 11 and 12 minute miles for the last uh, for the rest of the way apart from at mile 11 where I was a 13 because I was <laughs> dying my feet were so sore yeah. that was the one time where I did really veer off my pacing um but that was also because I stopped and had okay so this is the thing that's important to talk about um water tell me your thoughts I was, well, I suppose not so much of an issue with you because you were wearing a hydration pack. But for a a vast majority of us, I think, as far as I could see, were not wearing hydration packs and didn't have water bottles or anything with us because Mm. it had been advertised that there was going to be water along the course. Um, And there was, but there was one water station that you passed twice. And yes. Yes. Yeah, it was not enough for me. It was too hot a day and I was really struggling. I was thirsty. In fact, w- we were talking about it a little bit on Instagram yesterday um, with podcast listeners. And somebody who was running it also said that they were they were thirsty by the time they were like just rounding that first loop. And then yeah. you get all yeah. the way round again to get to the... Get so to there the was only the one again. water station. There was there was a gel station, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a gel um, station, but I didn't I didn't want to fuck with that. Basically, no, no fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. yeah so uh, there was just just one water station, and it was really not enough. I thought, and also no, you don't I... want to spend. It wasn't too long either, so I didn't I didn't ever get two cups of water or anything at, at that at that hydration station because I felt yeah. as though I needed to just sip quickly and then chuck it in the bin and go because I didn't want my legs to seize up if I stopped for too long yes Um, yeah fair enough but really I could have done with like a couple of cups of that water because there was no there was no more available until you got all the way around again which was like seven miles or something yeah it's definitely worth thinking ahead with stuff like that because especially now because people are so concerned about 
um, the environment, quite rightly. It means mm. that the water is being handed out in in cups. So you're really going to get like one or two gulps, whereas, you know, previously you'd have a bottle and yeah. you might sort of be able to take it with you for take a bit longer. Take it with longer. you for a bit longer. You exactly. can't run with a cup of water, can you? So No, I, um, I couldn't even run with a cup of water with just a little bit in that I was trying to sip. Like I, I kind of had to make my peace with kind of slowing a little bit drinking it very very quickly chucking it away and then carrying on but yeah. the reason I had a 13 nearly 13 minute mile on my mile 11 when I was dying <laughs> and my family thought that because they were tracking me they thought why what's going on why is she suddenly so much slower on this mile is she going to suddenly go really quickly because she's in an ambulance that's what my mum thought was going to happen oh, no. <laughs> she thought she might see my little blob stop and then suddenly zoom up to the RUH <laughs> oh, um, no. but, <laughs> I know but um it wasn't that. It was the fact that a kind, kind family had seen that people were really, really, really struggling with hydration. And a bunch of us, they they um, brought us out water. Oh. So, yeah. So we stopped outside this family's house for like, it was probably only like two minutes or something. Yeah. Um, but I did, I guess I didn't officially run the whole way because I did stop to do that. But I needed to do that at that point. And then that saw me through for my last mile and a half. And I was, I was okay, but I was really thirsty at the end of the race too. It was just, I really feel like I was clever about my hydration. I drank maybe like three or four liters of water the day before. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I drank at least a liter and a half before the race, which is quite tough when you've got a morning race and you're trying not to kind of over glug yourself. But, um, and I thought I'd been, much more conscious of it than I was last time I ran and still I was really struggling because it was just so it it was so warm and there was kind of no shade like there was no respite from the sun really was there it was no, just kind of beating wasn't. down on you the whole time so yeah. but yeah but yeah. that being said I was yes. really happy with how the race went I was really happy so what we've not talked about at all is what time you did it in. And I'm, I don't know yeah. if you want no, to. No, I don't wrong, mind but... sharing at all. I did it in two hours and 30. Well, okay, here we go. This is always the thing, isn't it? My chip time <laughs> yes. says two hours 32. Yes. Um, however, my Strava. Your Strava will be nicer, s- won't it? Yeah, my Strava says two hours 31, and it says that that was for 13.4 miles. Yes. So, that's absolutely right. So, really, you would, you probably have done, you know, you'd be bang on two and a half. Two and, and a half. Bit under. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm really, so. really happy with that because I did it in two. 28 last time I did it and I just wanted to try and do the same thing because I'm quite a bit heavier now and I'd had um ups and downs during the training period that I didn't have last time and so I just wanted to know that I could try and do the same kind of thing and I I did I think it's incredible I think because I was way more conscious of my pacing that I, I ran the whole way and that was my goal a yeah. Um, if you yeah. if you if you exclude my moments to stand still while I was drinking my water, so I didn't pour it all down myself, um, I ran the whole way. Um, and okay, actually, also confession you have to exclude, which I'm fully excluding. <laughs> right at the bottom of that hill, so right at the end, I think we talked about yeah. this on last week's pod that we uh, discovered last minute at this race, it, the final point one of a mile basically was going to be 
up this very, very steep hill, a hill yeah. that I re- I avoid in my training, let alone after 13 miles. Yeah. Um, I try and stop running before I get to that hill because it's it's a slightly unfair kind of thing to judge yourself on because it's really steep and quite horrendous. Um, and I had immediately said to myself, okay, I'm not going to, I'm so knackered. My toenails felt like they were rattling around in my socks at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to beat myself up if I need to walk. So I decided mm. that I would, I would kind of do like a fast march up that hill and that yeah. would probably be more time efficient. But yes. about like two meters into doing that, a bloke was like, you've got a bit more in the tank. You can do it. And I felt oh. social pressure. So I was like, okay, I can do it. <laughs> and then I did run the rest of the way up the hill. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Amazing. Oh. It was great. Wasn't it? Wasn't it amazing? I just felt it like, and then, we, and then Esther was the first person I saw. And then I really, really wanted to burst into tears. It was really emotional, but I, my throat was closing up and I thought <laughs> I might actually have a heart attack if I, if I shed tears at this point. <laughs> I don't know why that's oh. never happened to me before, but I was, I was so knackered that yeah. crying, my body was just telling me was not something that I could also cope with at that point. I didn't oh. have the energy to cry. Yeah, it was just, oh, your face, your face. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I just, I, I, so I was, yeah, I was tracking you. I was tracking you. So it was, um, it was really exciting. And I could, I yeah. could see that you'd slowed down just like your mum. So I was, so it told yeah. us that you were going to get in in 229. Then suddenly it was 231. And it was like, oh, why is that? Why is that? That must that have been my, minutes. exact my two minutes. My two minutes of standing outside that lovely family's house and going, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. It was I I loved seeing you come in because I was just like I was just trying to find a place because it really kind of the, the crowds are quite thick there. I was trying to find a place where I'd not only be able to see you, but I'd be able to like shout your name and you'd yeah, be able and to you see did, me. and then we could actually have a cuddle over the barriers, and it was yeah. so nice. It was so nice, and then and then all of my favorite people got to meet at the end while we were yeah. getting our bag. I got to meet stuff. Holly's mum. It Esther was got brilliant. To meet my mom, which was a joy. <laughs> my mum was also so excited that she got to meet you. <laughs> it was great. so lovely. It was so lovely. Yeah, and then gosh, it was so nice. You went off to the uh, um oh and then I then I bumped into Lex, I was gonna say as well actually. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, who was doing okay. She just, bless her, she'd had one of those runs where I felt a little bit like, aside from maybe the the dehydration, pretty much Mm. everything went exactly as I wanted it to go. I didn't have any niggles. I I had a slightly sore hip, kind of mile five, six, and I was like, oh God, am I going to be able to do this? And actually, it was fine. Um, But Lex had the opposite thing where kind of everything was going wrong for her, bless her, um, where she had pins and needles in her feet that were really putting her off at the beginning. Um, Mm. And then, and so she had to slow down and sort her trainers out. And then that made her feel like she kind of lost her mojo a little bit after that. Um, And then her leggings split so that her thighs were chafing together and she had like a full on welt, bless her, afterwards. (gasps) I know. Oh. So she just had all the things were stacking against her and not not working yeah, for not her. Um, but she still managed to do amazingly, and she still managed to finish and with in a great time. And so I think that is almost more impressive. In fact, is definitely yeah. more impressive when when things go don't go your way on race day and you still and you persevere. Still, yeah, because yeah. there's no Absolutely. there's no excuse really when things are going well that are going as you planned 
even if there's a little part of your heart that's like, it would be really lovely if I just didn't do the second lap and just went to the finish now. (laughs) Obviously, you can't really do that because everything's going your way. You know you haven't really got an excuse. You've just got to go for it and and dig in and push on. But I really would have found it very tempting if I felt like things were not going as planned to be like, well, I can't do this. I can't do this because this isn't what what I've prepared for. Yeah. Um, but she still managed to do it, which was incredible. So, it so is. I met Lex. She yeah. was okay, and then that was when we went our separate ways. So, tell me about the rest of your day after the race. Also, tell me about your time and how you felt it when we haven't even discussed that yet. But also, I would <laughs> like to hear about what you ate afterwards. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, Hall, how does free wine sound to you? Uh, obviously, very good. Have you got any right now? <laughs> yes, I do. Fancy a glass? <gasps> so, do you know, Hall, that as a Women's Running Podcast listener, you can get three bottles of wine from wine52.com absolutely free. And all you have to do is pay the postage what i know right well tell me exactly how to do that immediately it's easy just go to wine52.com forward slash running and you can claim three whole proper sized full bottles of wine and you just have to pay 8.95 to cover the cost of postage so that works out to less than three pounds a bottle. I know. They're practically giving it away. They are giving it away. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. So who are these Wine52 people? They're lovely. That's who they are. They showcase the very best wine from a different region every month. And you can choose from mixed red only or white only cases. What would you choose? Mm, mixed or maybe red maybe white both mm. maybe just all all of them all the available options <laughs> yeah hold your horses <laughs> with each case you also get a copy of glug magazine to explain all about the wine you're slowly sucking um to make yourself sound intelligent and two tasty snacks as well well you had me at snacks <laughs> but also maybe at wine as well <laughs> So after your first case, you'll join the monthly wine club with no minimum commitment. That's the kind of club I like. Yay. And if it's not for you, you can pause or cancel at any time. Well, I want in. <laughs> of course you do. If you want into, go to wine52.com forward slash running to claim your three 
free bottles right now. But not my three bottles. No, Hall. No one can claim those. She's drinking. Why, why can't they claim those? Because you've just drunk them. Uh, it was fine. It was great, actually. It was. Mm-hmm. I was much happier about it than I thought I was going to be. Because um, it's it's two weeks on from the London Marathon. Mm-hmm. And I'd only done three or four kind of 5Ks in between. And at least two of them were very, very uncomfortable. So I was mm-hmm. very concerned about hamstring issue. Um, but I'd had three days of not running, I think, ahead of it. And I'd made sure I hadn't done my... I, I did no um, boot camps or anything and because I realized that that was the thing that really knocked me off kilter for the Brighton half was yeah. continuing all of my strength training in the same way that I normally would um, <clears throat> in the week when I should have been tapering. <clears throat> um, so I was I was nervous on the start line, mm-hmm. um, but it was fine. And I held back and I held back and I found it really interesting to look at my splits um in the afternoon I thought your, your time your kind of m- minutes per mile were was amazing well I thought it was interesting because um I I pretty much did a negative split for it so I did the first half slightly slower than the second half mm-hmm. so I I kind of increased I mean this is by fractions mind yeah I mean really is instead of like doing 10 minute miles I was doing nine four five or something like mm-hmm. that so it's, it's you know it's fractions but it was um I definitely felt comfortable throughout most of it um apart from I'd say I, I do remember coming around um sort of like twerk and fork you know coming to about at mile 11 yeah and I really I had a, I did have to give myself a little talking to and <clears throat> my little talking to then was it always feels shit in the last two miles yeah you know? oh my gosh it's always crap so, I uh, think yeah so I was tired that, that caught me off guard a bit as well is that it's really worth remembering because I really had because my longest run had been 10 miles I was really mm-hmm. holding on to the fact that I would that I was really looking forward to that last three um yeah and the fact that it was just a park run to go kind of thing yeah, um, and you forget, don't you, that like a park run might feel like a lovely, relaxed run if you're all trained and you've been running yeah. long distances, but a park run after immediately after ten miles is just <laughs> yeah. never ever going to be it's... as fun as it sounds. No, absolutely. I know that loads of people with the London Marathon. I know that there are quite a few people that hold up banners that say "only a park run to go," and I'm really happy that I managed to just stare at my feet. Mm. about the 5k towards the end mark because I just thought if I'd have seen that I would have just wept because it feels like such an enormous distance when yeah. you've already done 23 like I, miles exactly and same even with with the 10 it's like it just feels yeah. as though I know I know the sentiment right. is is lovely and I've used yeah. that technique to get get through things in my head as well but yeah. like yeah, it just it a park run maybe is not mm. the right way to describe it because it a park no. run can be really tough. It can be uh, really tough. Yeah. yeah. And so oh, when yeah, you think too hard. Yeah, too hard. I do whatever it is in a bit. And I did my whatever it is in a bit method yeah. all the way through. Apart from maybe for the first like three or four miles where it's a little bit depressing. But as soon as yeah. I reached kind of mile four or five, I was like, okay hit mile five so that's six and a bit to go or whatever it is yeah 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 and I did that all I, the way through maybe I, it's seven was, and a well, bit yeah definitely 
Well, well, definitely by by um, mile eleven, I just had to invoke the kids. I just had to think of them, um, and just yeah. yeah go through their names a bit just to get to the end because that yeah that last bit and the last climb up Marlborough Doodar is just Ugh. it was mean um I'm gonna so put a kind of picture of me on Instagram for well maybe I'll, I'll see if I can put it on Patreon oh, because really? I feel like yeah. the patrons won't judge me not that everybody else will judge me either I know the podcast <laughs> no listeners judge won't you. judge me but um no but I'm 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 tempted to save it for Patreon because then I know that it's not going to end up anywhere other than in our little pod squad <laughs> because it is honestly the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. It looks like I'm about, to, it looks like I'm nearly kind of scraping my nose along the tarmac of that hill. Oh, it was oh my gosh, I'm so like, hard. Like at a right, uh, I'm at a right angle, basically. Yeah, it's, well, it was really, it is a steep gradient. And it, I mean, it's not for very long, but it's long enough to hurt. So I know that yeah. I was making a lot of noise. And I remember being really grateful that actually there was some crowd there. So one thing that I really was thinking about was that there was, it didn't feel like there was as much crowd as there has been in previous years. Mm. And I know that your experience of it. I was going to say, um, yeah, for me, it felt like there was more, but that's because the only time I've done it before was in, two weeks in before COVID. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. And so there were far fewer people around the course in, uh, which I was very grateful for, I think, that mm-hmm. year um, uh, when it was raining. But um, previous years, it felt it has felt more packed. It has felt like there's been more people. It was lovely at the end, really lovely at the end. And there were yeah. some nice, there was like a, there was a nice kind of charity bus thing. And there was um, various bits and pieces. There was a radio station, wasn't there, out on the Yeah, kind of the, that was fun. Bit. Bath Radio yeah. were out in full yeah. force. And that was <laughs> lovely. That was, yeah, it was really sweet. But it did feel much, much quieter in terms of support mm. than, um, than I have been used to. And I think particularly for me, on the back of like Great North Run and London Marathon, it was like, wow, this is really weird to be able to just hear people's feet. Um, but I have yeah. to say, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the way round it was I really liked it going clockwise mm-hmm. which I didn't think I would because of the two little dips that you get there's little sort of downhills which I found really kind I of think I agree I think I preferred that way that yeah uh, that way round because usually the bath half is the opposite um you do this two loop thing which is yeah. depressing and you know that is just what happens normally, with a lot of with a lot of races in in towns, yeah. I suppose, is that you have to do you have to cover some of the same ground twice. But but yeah, usually I would say it's slightly more depressing, isn't it? Because you kind of you it goes a little bit uphill. Yeah, I mean the only thing is is there is that long gradient, long very small gradient going, and it would have been from mile eleven to mile twelve. There's a, a so you're going from Twerton Fork. Well, that to was my hell mile. Yeah, yeah, it is a hell yeah, mark. Yeah, there it you is go. Ever slightly up, and you don't really notice it. But then immediately afterwards, you have a nice little whoosh down. So I felt I, like I, I was flying that. at that point. I was it's so lush, happy, and then I, so yeah, nice. I was just so thrilled. And then, did you yeah. have anybody? Did you have anybody waving at you? I had no. I didn't have anyone waving at me. I told Dave to stay at home because it's just too difficult to get the kids down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have anyone apart from there was a teacher. Um, at school who clapped me and said oh well done since Stephen's mum like this oh well done since Stephen's mum thanks I had I I was quite lucky that I had some really well-placed people as well um because well I had you right at the end which was amazing I had on about mile my my mum and my sister were there at the start which was lovely 
Oh. And then I know. And then Doug was there as I hit kind of mile two. So I was still feeling good at that point. And yeah. then then I had quite a long stretch where I didn't have anybody for a little bit. And then on about mile seven, um, I spotted Doug and my family had joined up. So that was nice. Oh, nice. So I saw them then. And I was still feeling quite strong then. And I was going good, good guns at that point. Um, so that was yeah. really nice to see them. And then, then I had a period where I didn't see anybody for a little while. Um, yeah. And then mile 12, that was where I saw, so I'd just gone through my horrific mile 11, which was the only bit that was not very pleasant. And then um, it wasn't horrific. It wasn't horrific. Mm. It was just, I, yeah, it, I was really thirsty and I was really tired. And I think you're right. I just wasn't really noticing that gradient up. And so I just thought, why is this mile so tough? Um, yeah. And then I saw, yeah, Doug and my family and also a bunch of my friends had joined and that was so lovely. Um, and then I had two friends as well waiting on the hill up. So that spurred me to keep running because I knew they were at the top of that hill and I wanted to be running when I went past them so that I could go, I'm doing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Aww. it was. I was lucky. I was lucky. And then I spotted Weira Hobhouse, who's our local MP. <laughs> she was cheering us on. That's nice. uh, I there were lots of people did people say come on Esther come on Esther yeah yeah, yeah that's I loved that yeah. I really loved that it makes me get a little teary eye when people say that yeah um that was nice, actually. and uh there were a couple so let's talk about pod listeners I would love to know please do let us know if you saw us, if you wanted to say hello, if you did say hello, because somebody's already said that they spotted me at mile 10, but didn't say anything. Oh, and yeah. Sim yeah, which I'm, I, I would have loved if you had. But also I, I um, am remembering that I did see somebody at about mile. Maybe it was, a, maybe, maybe that was more like mile 11 um, when I was starting to really struggle. And um, this girl what she she looked she seemed quite young um and she was I can't remember who she was running for a charity she had a hydration vest on and she said you're Holly and I went yes and then that was mm. the end of our conversation and we ran on and away from each other and I still I'm thinking about that still 24 hours later and wondering whether she was what, a listener was yeah. yeah or maybe she just saw I said Holly on my thing and she was just a very friendly person but but if you if that was you, then then hello. And I'm so sorry that I just went, yes, and then carried on heavy <laughs> breathing and running and didn't say, Are you a podcast listener? But I was too embarrassed. And there were people around and I thought, what if she goes, No. And everyone's yeah. like, look at this girl who thinks she's some kind of famous podcaster. Oh my gosh, I do have to tell you this though, and this may be completely unrelated, but I did yeah. hear a bloke say, Go on, Holly. There's quite a lot of famous faces uh, on the course today. So he went, he was shouting, go on Holly to me. And then he did that as a little aside to his friend. And he could have just been saying in general. That could be, yeah, yeah. But also or, I was like, is that because been... we are of women's running fame? <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to take it as the, as the latter. Take it. Take yeah. it. Well, yeah we're never gonna find out are we so that's great take it no. yeah for sure yeah exactly I'll never we'll never know so we might as well enjoy that absolutely yeah. I mean, so that I, I, that's lovely and I I absolutely loved it and I'm definitely mm. doing it next year are you going to do it next year I mean 
I think <laughs> so. However, yes. I think we need to discuss when is it? Because October usually... The 15th. Oh, it's is October it? 15th. So yes. they're so keeping it in October. Okay. Um, well, they're keeping it in October for next year, for sure. So okay. yeah, I wasn't going to do it if it was going to be March. It's Same. definitely going to be October. It's October the 15th. They were saying it on the Tannoy, just as you were coming in, in fact. So I was like, right. Oh, okay. oh lovely. Okay. Well, then I think I probably it. will do it next year if it's October the 15th. Because the reason I didn't want to say, yes, let's do it if it's March on the pod, yes. is it time to do our big announcement? Let's do it. <gasps> so <laughs> Esther and I, very excitingly, are going to be yes. running the Paris half marathon in March <gasps> next year. <laughs> we are so excited. And the most exciting part of it is that we have but I think you may have noticed it was it was about a month or two ago that we did a little bit of Instagram story saying would people want to join in would this be something mm-hmm. but without trying to mention what specific race we were talking about because if it fell through we yeah. didn't want to to overpromise anything but we have managed to secure a discount code through our lovely friends um who we're doing it with um for any podcast listeners who would like to join in with us so we yeah absolutely this is with sports tours international um who are brilliant and i mean the the good thing about sports tours international is that with them if you wanted to do like for instance loads of people are like really interested i don't know why but (laughs) loads of people are very interested in doing things like the boston marathon and stuff like that and normally a normal person can't run the boston marathon Mm -hmm. unless they boston qualify and that means getting a really like crazy time or whatever um, but the, but with sport, someone like Sports Stores International, you can just um, you can get a place through them, which yeah. is amazing. And then they sort out your your flights and your your hotel as well at the same time. So that's who we went to Berlin with, and they were brilliant, and it was the best. They and it's also who I went with to um, Club La Santa, so they do that oh, yeah, as well, which is um, a very gorgeous sporty trip. Um, so yeah, so Paris, they are offering a ten percent discount for podcast listeners um and I, yeah, I think it's for all podcast to... listeners isn't it it's because mm-hmm. I did the reason I had a slight wobble when I was announcing that then <laughs> in usual fashion we've not practiced this announcement and I suddenly went no, we oh shit is it okay pa- <laughs> but it's not just for patrons please do no. still come and join us over on patreon because we'll be chatting and training together and getting over excited about it together and I'm sure that will be we've even got some brilliant training plans actually on there at the moment so if you want extra support then come join us on patreon and then we can talk about running all the live long day every day um but if you are just a a weekly pod listener and you are happy doing just that then it still applies to you can 100% join us I think (laughs) the lit the code that you're after it they will definitely put it in the show notes we'll put it in the show notes but I think it's like wrph10 or something but yeah check the show notes before you take my word for that because it might not be 100 percent correct and we and i'll definitely advertise it again um like in the next podcast and we'll do more of a thing but so it's so um the paris half marathon is in march is it march the 22nd i think um and it's obviously in paris and so Mm -hmm. me and hull will be there possibly with some extra family members with us if we can kind of swing that yeah Um, and what we would love to do because we'll be there for the weekend and it would be lovely 
Um, if anyone would like to do the Paris Half Marathon, which is apparently amazing and flat and you see all the sights and it's oh. just a gorgeous thing. And if it's anything like when we did Berlin, which was just wonderful. So we got there on the Sat- Friday, didn't Friday. we? Friday, we had loads of time. Friday. It was lush. Loads of time. And it meant that on the Saturday, we could just kind of mill about, do a bit of kind of sightseeing on a bus, that kind of thing. Yeah, we went um, on a bus, which was a very good move. Top tip. Very good move. <laughs> top tip. Massive top tip. It's great. Um, and then you do your half marathon on on Sunday morning. And then we didn't go home until Monday morning. So it's it gives you a really lovely time to be able to kind of... yeah get to know the city and have a drink and stuff and um, we would love it if anyone fancies joining us then um it would be great to meet up say the night before and we could all have some pasta together um and then maybe after the race we can go and have a nice drink and celebrate our achievements um, yeah and and try and speak really bad french apart from holly who can ask people when their birthdays are yeah I can um, I actually I will confess I Esther knows this but I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod my degree is actually in French <laughs> but I'm really really nervous about this because I have not in fact this is this is this is all confession time so my degree is in French I've forgotten almost everything Esther and I have been calling each other our little petit choufleurs for the last <laughs> few weeks to try and get back in practice um, but also I, I really never liked Paris when I was studying French because I lived in Paris for six months and I worked in an absolute, it was the worst job of my life. It was horrendous. It was for a terrifying old man called Monsieur Prieto and it was a very nepotistic organization <laughs> where all his children worked for it. And if you weren't one of the children, then he was horrible to you. Oh. And, if, and if you were like one of the succession? children. <laughs> yes, very like succession in a small outskirts of Paris, uh, languages and aptitude center for business people. Oh, oh, it was vile. And I was the receptionist and I was in charge of like ordering. I, well, I, first thing I had to do was open all the blinds and make everybody in the building coffee in the morning. Um, mm. And... Other than that, I think I was just a sort of, I answered the phones and like bought more coffee when we ran out. It was dull. It was a dull job and I hated it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and everybody was a bit scary and Monsieur Prieto was really horrible and made me pick up. I remember once he was like, come and look at this and like brought me to the photocopying room and there was paper on the floor and he was like, we can't be dealing with that. And he watched me pick it up. Like he made me Ooh. pick it all up off the floor rather than just being like, can you pick that up please and leaving me to do it or doing it himself and saying by the way anyway terrible job I hated it and I didn't like living in Paris at that point because I was living on the outskirts I I I, I did see some shit I did see somebody did s- squat on yeah on oh. on a in the metro station and and take a dump you said that in the you said that in the Berlin episode do you remember when we were oh, sitting did there I? Have I already told that story yeah. Well, remember we were saying about Berlin and we were so sort of thrilled by how wonderful it was. And you said, yes, in comparison to Paris. Paris and and having to watch people actually have a poo. Yeah, that's dropping their trousers and having a poo in Strasbourg, Saint-Denis metro station. It was horrendous. Forever etched. Forever etched. Forever etched in my mind, as well as the bloke smoking crack on that same tube. It was awful. However... However, this is all sounding very negative about Paris here, and I'm not doing a good job at encouraging people. The city of love. Yeah, the city of love and shite. However, (laughs) 
What I'm very excited about is that I really, really, really want to, it, this is more than a half marathon for me. I also am desperate to repair my relationship with Paris because I want mm. to go and see it as for what it is, as the city of love, have the best time being on holiday there, being all together, having a great time, carb loading on pasta, drinking all the wine after afterwards <laughs> and just repairing my relationship with it. So if anybody would like to help make that experience <laughs> better for me then I would love it I'm so excited yeah. I'm really excited to go back and to make, so ha- create a new memory that I can associate with Paris being the best thing ever and I just I love the idea if any of you fancy coming I love the idea of having a little gang of us oh my god out same. there if we do get a gang of us, we will so get t-shirts, right? We'll just get them sorted. Oh yeah, we'll we're going to get, get t-shirts for sure. If it'll we be, yeah, if, if, if a, we do get a little if, pod team, a pod squad. Yeah, we'll course, do that. And that's what if, the t-shirts if, can say. Pod squad. Yeah. If, yeah. if times are tight, it will be a visor. If times are, mm-hmm. are better, then it'll be a t-shirt. If times are awful, then there'll be at least a badge. But we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll get something. Yeah. The problem is, because <laughs> we've talked about merch before, haven't we? But it is difficult because you, it, it obviously it costs to make things. And if yeah. people, you never quite know how many people are interested in, in buying something. But For sure when but if we know that we're all signing up to this thing together and everybody is specifically okay. interested then I think let's just go ahead and bloody do it and sort it all out it. and let's get t-shirts. t-shirts for ourselves yeah yeah <gasps> and we have, have a little best gang. time I'm just so excited it's gonna be incredible I've, yeah. I, I have to admit I've already told a couple of friends and I think they're keen to come um, really, I know amazing. three of my friends from school who are who are who are runners are, are really keen to join. Um, wow. Also, if you are coming and joining and want to be part of having pasta with us the night before, having wine with us in a pretty cafe the next day, then <laughs> um, then you will meet. I'm sure quite a lot of um, you know friends of the pod slash podcast extra characters because Doug is hoping to come with us. Yeah, uh, all of Esther's family we're hoping is going to come. I think okay, my mum's yeah. planning on coming now as well. <laughs> Everybody oh, you wants have to get to in on this Paris meet holiday, Bobby's basically. Yeah. You please come meet my mum and tell her that I am amounting to something and I am achieving something with my life. <laughs> it's going to be so exciting. I can't wait. It's going to be the best. Be I cannot wait. Be. I can't wait to have memories of Paris that are not yeah related to people shitting on the platform in the metro station and are instead related to a glorious little gang of us running past the Arc de Triomphe oh that would be amazing wouldn't it be that will be amazing yeah I don't I haven't even checked the route but you've got to right it yeah I know I've completely made that up yeah Yeah. do do check Arc de Triomphe not necessarily included (laughs) <laughs> but we'll be able to to wander around Paris together as well. Like, you know, there's going to be so there's going to be so yeah. much stuff going on. It's going to be dreamy. It's going to be dreamy. It will be dreamy. It will be. And amazing. I do I do want to just confirm that the reason that I really did not like Paris at that time in my life was really a lot to do with Monsieur Prieto. <laughs> it is the most. If you've not been, though, I'm sure lots of people have already. It is so gorgeous. And, course, and yeah. it, yeah, it, there's, there's all, there's so much going on. It's so beautiful. And I think it would just be an epic holiday as well as the opportunity to run the half marathon of a lifetime. 
Yeah, and it is, you know, it's a brilliantly achievable distance away. So March, end of March, in terms of training, if if like um like I mean if you're if you're happy running a half distance now, then then please join. But if you're kind of on the couch to 5k join journey, then this is a perfect time to start yeah. thinking about what your goal might be in the spring. Um, yeah, so if you're if you're at about the 5k stage, I mean you only need to get to about 5k stage at about Christmas in order to be able to then go on to to do a half marathon and yeah at the end of March so like you know there's so much time and if you need any help then then email us um but we would yeah oh my god I, I'm so excited about this it's I'm so, so excited cool. and yeah honestly yeah. we can train together I'm planning for one to not do not start training seriously until yeah probably like Christmas time I think yeah I think December I'll probably start making sure that I'm doing that I'm building up yeah that maybe similarly that kind of couch to 5k making sure that I can do about three miles and then I think from that point I'll start training properly and doing some longer runs into the new year but we can all work through it together we'll do that together yeah yeah Yeah. and I think I think there's I think it's flat enough that some people will be able to kind of take it as a PB race. So if if you if that's that's what you want to do, I mean, obviously we are all doing our own races. So if mm-hmm. someone wants to do it as like a, as a PB race, I think this is a very good opportunity to do that. Um, I'm more likely to do what I normally do. My um, when I did um, the half, my dad had been over here over the weekend, and he's he used to be a very big runner, and so he's kind of aware of all the terminology and stuff. And so I finished. And he asked for my time. So I told him and he said, I said, is that a PB? So I finished in 208 and I said, mm-hmm. um, uh, no, it's not a PB. I said, my PB is 202 and my PB on the course is 206. So these dramatic differences in my finishing time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Berlin, I think, was 206. And I think Brighton was 212. And, you know, so I, I really do not veer off the course. Mm-hmm. And definitely... Paris I want to just be enjoying what I see so I fully yeah. plan to do Paris within somewhere between 206 and 212 yeah <laughs> just to enjoy yeah. what I'm seeing just, I'm the know, same pod- I'm not pl- I, I'm planning a similar thing I'm hoping to do it in two and a half hours ish if it's under great news if it's a little bit over I'm not going to beat myself up um, yeah. so you know with me and Esther that you're going you know if you are a super speedy runner then absolutely knock yourself out but you know that you're if you're somewhere in between us or even if you're if yeah. you're slower than us if you're you know you, we, we are you know there's there's no there's no pressure that you need to run it particularly fast I'll double check the cutoff time because that was a thing that did that did slightly catch us off guard in Berlin that there was a cutoff time of three hours which is quite quite short for a, a half I'd say um yeah the bath half yesterday for example I think it was like a five hour cutoff period um so um yeah it, it's that's something that we'll double check for you to make sure but you know yeah. I think all in all it's it's going to be brilliant and yeah super flat will be. nice and chill however you want to take it, it together, it's your however race. you want to take it yes exactly yeah. it is your race it is your race mm-hmm. we're, yeah we're doing it together but probably separately but um yeah it's going to be amazing to cheer everyone on and mm-hmm. just to eat all the pan raisins which are from oh, France yeah. and not anywhere near Denmark am I right yeah fuck that yeah. <laughs> oh it's bake off tomorrow 
Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, we I might not wait. actually. I don't know whether we have got Bake Off chat. What What's happened in the Bake Off world, the Bake, Off, Bake Off cinematic universe since we last spoke? <laughs> well, the last one was um, Carol got voted off. Oh, poor, hair. lovely Carol from Dorset. We yeah. love Carol. I got told I got told off for hating on Carol. Actually, I got a a podcast listener very sweetly Did you? saying, "Yeah, saying I thought you'd like Carol." And I was like, "No, I just find it really annoying." But um, but I do like her. I do like, and I, I like should her. like her because she's clearly clearly West Country. And um, yeah. But I don't like. The thing is, I don't, just don't like her as much as Dawn. I love Dawn. I like yeah, Dawn too. About, about the older ladies in there. But we are allowed um, to love two older ladies at the same time. We are. We are. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. yeah, there was there was um, fine, fine Janusz baking going on. His oh. um, it, it was the cake, the mousse cake with the cupcake within it. Oh, his Absolutely was incredible. Heavenly. I have to admit, I think Sandro did a really good job and I'm very proud of him. I'm really sorry, this is huge spoilers, yeah. but also when you hear this, this episode will have come out like oh, three like, weeks ago and you'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sandro one star baker and I felt as though it was definitely deserved but yes I would have maybe even given it to Janusz for a third time because he was re- yeah. he was the only one who really managed to nail that moose cake everybody else's little inside hidden thing was a little bit slightly yeah, squiffy Sandro's, Sandro's with the globe which was pretty spectacular but didn't look as nice on the inside as, as it could have done yeah. And he just kind of, I'm not saying that this isn't amazingly impressive, but his hidden mm. shape was like the core of the earth or whatever. So it was just a ball, which was great. Yes. But, but Yanush did a whole <laughs> cupcake, like a rainbow <laughs> cupcake. It was insane. <laughs> I, did, I was actually laughing win, this morning. He? He's got, got to, win. to win. I was laughing this morning because I, I found him on Instagram and I was laughing. I followed all him of, on Instagram. I, I know, now. that's why I laughed because I was like, every post that made me laugh, I was like, oh, Esther's already liked this one. And I was imagining you <laughs> chuckling to yourself. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. He's, He's the little best. Babe. He's the, he best. Is the best. Did, Did you, you see, see the, the thing that he. <laughs> Sorry, we're so. Are we going to say the same about... thing? Are we going to well, say the same thing? I don't know. I was going to say, did you see all the things that people have compared him to in memes? Yes, that was hilarious. That was so funny. <laughs> it was the big bug from um, Bug's Life, the like wormy yeah. guy. I think he's called Heimlich or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was, and it was Jurgen because he met yeah, meet up course. with Jurgen last oh, year. So yes. yes, I did see that. I saw that this morning. That was why I discovered him because I think it must have suggested it to me because you liked it. <laughs> who else was it there was it was really funny nine people on there with just yeah, a there was so face, wasn't it there were so it, many it uh, it was it was classic um he is a, worth was, a follow i'm actually even gonna have a look because one of them was like absolute um you know what i think that's right i think you do really do look like him um where what how do i yeah, please find it please Where's find he gone? it because i don't know how to spell his name oh there is he, he is, is. Um, oh yeah, all the things he's been compared to. Oh, it was the Stay Puffed. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy. Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, Pillsbury Doughboy Joe and Oaken from Frozen. Joe Brand. Oh yes, Oaken from Frozen was the one that that I yeah. I was Spot like. Yeah. I thought that was that, yeah. I thought Augustus Gloop getting sucked up the pipes was a little bit harsh. Not fair. Not fair. No, and the that's not. Emoji. No, act, very the accurate. laughing emoji. <laughs> yeah, the laughing emoji. 
sounds maybe a little bit too broad to be funny, but actually when you look at them next yeah. to each other, really is kind of perfect. Joe quite, Brand is yeah. bollocks. I don't know why someone's comparing him to Joe Brand. No, exactly. Um, and that's, oh, Uta. Uta from The Simpsons. Oh, Uta from The Simpsons. There we go. So funny, guys, honestly. I could look at I could look at his Instagram all day. I also um laughed a lot because he's he's put Star Caker in Bait Creek in his like bio. He oh, Star Caker Bait in the Bait Creek. Oh, he's the best. I listened hi, to the Han episode Ban. where we Hi Hanban. I listened to the episode where we talked about that the other day and it really made the whole thing was making me laugh so much. Still <laughs> <laughs> still makes me laugh yeah <laughs> oh we got that oh, to look forward to tomorrow we yeah we do so next yeah. episode yeah. we can give you because i can't really remember what happened in the last one i i, I feel like mm. it was a they made it all made a lemon oh of course poor dawn was trying to make a lemon meringue pie and she was like oh, oh. everyone says i've got the best lemon lemon meringue pies in great britain and then it's it, oh, it was yeah. absolutely shite she's in danger this week isn't she She's in danger. Yeah. I had a lovely lemon meringue pie this week, actually. Yeah, yeah it was really nice. On Friday, I went, my birthday present to Doug this year, because I was too disorganized to get him a proper present. I took him out mm. for a nice meal. And mm. um, we, yeah, we had a, had, had a lemon meringue pie um, for Pud. And it was absolutely, oh my gosh, I can still taste it. It was that proper Italian meringue on top where it's just like marshmallowy gooeyness. Yeah, and, and it was like famously a... like a lemon dessert, don't you? I so... love a lemon pud. In fact, I had a very me pud, and then Doug had a had a passion fruit pavlova, which is a very Doug pud. Ooh, nice! Yeah, yes, we're both quite both both yeah, prefer nice. a fruity a fruity pud. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, it's good to know. Good to know okay. for the future. Yeah, just thought I'd let you all know about it. Good yeah. to know for Paris. Lovely stuff. <laughs> yeah, I will be having a. In fact, I can. I I'm going to be having a lemon meringue pie from Paul's. Oh, I love a pools, but oh, you, you isn't get it pools, pools in this country? Do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a pools. What in that London I, or something? At London, sorry. yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I'm not. It's, yeah. uh, it's not. In fact, pools would yeah. probably do quite well in Bath, but generally, pools I was going to say not, not posh enough yeah. for a for a pools. Well, let's all get a pools together. <laughs> in a few <laughs> yeah. months' time, I feel like this podcast yeah. may be slightly delirious. But we've, <laughs> we've made it. Um, yeah. I have got some listener letters, but I don't know whether this is already a very long episode. It's a hugely long episode. Let's do them next time. Okay, we'll do them next time. But please keep sending them in. It is so, so lovely to hear from you all. Um, follow us both on Instagram. Follow Women's Running on Instagram. Join yeah. us on Patreon. Come and speak to us. In fact, I'm afraid it's too late. Um, <laughs> so don't come and speak to us on our live this Thursday. We'll have already, we'll already be done with it. But you can still join us on Patreon we'll for the do next another one. one. Yeah, we'll do another we're one. doing the yeah, monthly. We're hoping, yeah, we're hoping to do the monthly. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it's it's just a lovely, lovely thing to yeah meet you all and have a chat and ask us any questions there or over email and join the pod squad, which we've now decided to call it. No, I so, love that we've called it that. It yeah, just we love you all, and it's so lovely to to have such a lush community please check out the show notes for the link to sign up to the Paris half through sports tours and use our code and you'll get 10% off and we'll all get to be a little gang 
together roaming around the streets of Paris causing chaos. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast.anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon, and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly, plus you can come and chat to us live every month too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.